You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week on the couch, we're answering a listener question. Um, Hello. How's everybody doing today? Lexi, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I am uh, ready for the weekend when we're recording this. Um... It's been feeling like Friday for the last two weeks for me, so <laughs> it's been kind of in chill mode, but it's all good. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. This week did not feel like a Friday. Um, today does, but I think I'm still recovering from camp, but it feels real nice. Yesterday, the weather was lovely and nice and cool, so kind of chilling. Perfect. Good. Um, today's episode is coming from a listener Actually, I don't I don't yeah. think we have who it came from exactly. Um, but at one point, we're asking for folks to let us know topics they're interested in hearing about. And so today, the question that we got, Carly, if you want to mm-hmm. say what it is. And the question was, what motivates you to get past what feels impossible? Yeah. So um, what motivates you to get past what seems impossible? And if I remember correctly, I believe they were kind of uh, had the caveat of, you know, if you're trying to achieve something or um, build something, like build a business or things like that, um, and it just seems like you have so many obstacles and things in front of you. So we're going to have a, a conversation about what it takes for us to get past um, the impossible and to stay motivated. Yeah, and this is an interesting question because I feel like we've all been there at some point in time, like where something where we thought we couldn't get through something or couldn't overcome something. But when we were trying to frame the episode, it was like, well, where do you even start, you know, with a question? And it's kind of like, well, okay, what what is impossible? Like, what is an impossible situation? Yeah, and um, I can definitely see that answer being different for everybody, like depending on who you ask, um, certain things may feel impossible, may feel impossible to get out of financial situation or it may feel impossible to like get a house or start a business whatever it may be um what seems impossible to you Carly like what type of um I don't know what type of uh circumstances come to mind for you well it's funny because it's like when I think about that like from my present moment I'm like nothing is really impossible but in the moment it's like oh let me take it back to like times when I've actually felt like damn how am I even even gonna do this um, and I'm really mad at myself, actually, because the first thing I thought about was a relationship. Mm. I was like, girl, roll my eyes at myself because obviously, you know, made it through a couple of those. Y'all here. Um, but that was like the first thing that I kind of thought of. And I imagine we probably all had that type of relationship situation where it's just like, hey, am I ever going to get through this? What about in a relationship that feels impossible, though? Like, well, it's like getting, getting over into it. them. It's like getting oh. over it or like getting over a situation mm-hmm. or getting through the difficulties that come like with personal growth mm-hmm. and one. Um, so maybe in general, that makes me feel like um, a broader a broader category for that is uh, loss, like dealing with loss and grief, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of times I'll reframe when I'm feeling some kind of way about something, um, whether it's like a a relationship or losing um, maybe even like losing a client or something like that. It's like really that does come down to like dealing with grief in that situation um, and dealing with loss. And so I I tend to like kind of remind myself of that. So I could see how that could be, that could seem impossible. Um, How do do I like get out of a grieving for losing something or um, a person in your life, whether that's um, 
physically or just like, you know, them just not being in the same uh, relationship with you. That is pretty hard. And that's kind of one of the only things I can kind of think about feeling like it was like so hard, but you're like really trying to do the thing, but it feels so hard. Um, But similarly, I don't have many situations that, excuse me, I would think of as impossible, like that I want to actually do. So, um, yeah, I didn't have many that I felt would be impossible. And so the next thing I started thinking about was like, all right, well, like kind of how do you stay motivated and, and thinking about that part? Like, well, even if I can't think of exactly a situation, what does motivate me to like achieve or motivate me to get a thing done or get past an mm-hmm. obstacle, um, et cetera? Because, yes, we both have obstacles and can probably identify with that. I just don't – I don't even use that language of, like, saying a thing is impossible necessarily. It, nothing really feels like that to me, not even trying to sound like anything. But nothing really seems like, oh, man, I could never do that. Um, but I guess the things that I know I want to do, I, I've also been building up towards. So maybe if I asked myself in the past um, if how I felt about doing this or something like that. I don't – I just don't – I don't even have – certain goals for them to feel impossible if that makes sense like I kind of just go with the flow out here yeah and, um, that, and I'm glad you said you don't use the language because I don't either I've also been working for like the last 10 years 13 years on this like self-love journey to not use language that I feel mm-hmm. like makes things impossible or harder or you know demeans myself or my journey or mm-hmm. disempowers me and so I thinking about that but whenever you started talking about the motivation question I started thinking about a bunch of situations that like, at the time, like, damn, like, I'm working as hard as I can. Like, I'm really trying to overcome. And then I was like, oh, I have a ton of situations like that. Like, one of the mm-hmm. biggest ones was I had ACL replacement surgery um, about 10, 12 years ago. And that recovery, yeah, don't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It was so hard. And, like, as, even as someone who stays fit and is very active and all that, like, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Getting um, like walking again or like what was well, getting my knee back um, to working correctly. Mm-hmm. So even being able to bend, I had an old school doctor, so he didn't even give me a little mm-hmm. machine that bends it for you. So by the time mm-hmm. I went to physical therapy, my knee didn't bend past like here. Right. It was like two degrees of mm-hmm. bending. And so you have to break through all that scar tissue and physical therapy. And I'll be getting in there crying, getting worse. Aww. Like it was hard. I would have to take pain pills and I hated them. Aww. But that's when that was like my, my lowest moment that I can think mm-hmm. of like mentally for me. I was so depressed because when you can't move. Mm-hmm. So then that sucks. And then, <clears throat> then my grandpa had passed like not too far in front of that. So mm-hmm. I was just this ball of grief with a knee that didn't bend. Like, <laughs> that felt very impossible oh. at the time. Yeah, that is uh, also another good thing to think about. It's like when there's so many obstacles or maybe difficulty in different areas of your life. I think sometimes that perpetuates like any little thing feeling also bigger. Um, to you or like a harder thing just because like everything's so hard right now um but yeah I, I would definitely say that if somebody asked me that question it would already kind of tell me a little bit about them I think um for them to ask like well what motivates you to get past something that feels impossible um because yeah sometimes we're not even really coming from the same um kind of starting point of what that means mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it is very interesting um and even just thinking about like I've never sat down and be like, man, this is the thing that drives me to make sure I get past all these situations um, or, you know, whatever. It's just like because sometimes I feel like it kind of shifts too. there might be a different reason why mm-hmm. you are powering through one situation versus another or you don't even know why something is so hard. Um, you know, because when you're in it, you don't really know. It's like after 2020, I can look back on all these situations and be like, 
oh, I can, you know, that was because I got through mm-hmm. this because of this. But in the moment, I feel like one of the biggest things for me is like I've always felt like I just had a sense of purpose on my life. And so I just knew that I could get over anything to like work towards that. I didn't know what it was, but I always felt like I could get through anything that came my way because I felt like I had this calling on my life. But if you don't know what your purpose is, like, so what's actually motivating you? Um, To get to whatever it is. To find it. Yeah, to find to it. Uh, because I know it's, you know, on a broader scale to help people mm-hmm. and to become the best version of myself. And I don't feel like I'm there yet. I haven't helped enough people. Not, I mean, I've helped a lot of people, which is a blessing. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. But, you know, I just don't feel like I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, relating that to, like, relationships or, or like, with your leg mm-hmm. and things like that. So how does, how does that help you motiv- stay motivated? Like, thinking about your purpose. Yeah, thinking about... Um, because it's bigger than me. I really feel like, you know, my purpose in on this earth uh, is something connected to like a higher calling. Like there's a reason that I'm here. And it was like, you know, if I'm still here, then obviously I'm supposed to get through this thing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I didn't die on the table, thank God. You know, and that sounds dramatic. But mm-hmm. thinking about it like, yo, if I'm really still here, then there's a reason. There's something more for my life. And so like not to stay in a low yeah, space. I was about to say, or, and, it, and it cannot feel like this. I was yeah. like, because in those lowest spaces, I feel like in those times when it gets impossible, like that's when we're so anxious, so in our head, so depressed, so mm-hmm. overwhelmed with things. And I think reminding yourself sometimes that, you know, we're, we are so small and we are this smaller piece of a really larger entity or that there are bigger whys in your life are, you know, can be helpful. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're talking about like approaching your mindset in a way that removes even the the idea and the block of the thing being impossible in the first place. Like even just how do you look at that? Um, have you seen uh, Keep Breathing on Netflix? Mm-mm. So, you, um, and I just thought about this. You would definitely like that because it's a lot of like psychology um, kind of therapy type stuff. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but basically this lady ends up on like this deserted place by herself and like she's in survival mode, but it's a lot of like flashbacks to parents and like, like, as you're watching, you're like, oh, that's why she's like this, because you see how the parents are, and then it's kind of mm. like she's fighting through that. She's almost fighting through her childhood traumas while she's fighting for survival in this space, uh, where in the place where she's at. Um, and then you just kind of see her, like, struggling mentally because it's just her. So it's very, it's very interesting. It's only six episodes, so you should watch that. Um, but the only reason I, I even thought about that, something you were saying about um, knowing there's something bigger, and I think for her, it's like, it's like she was on this discovery and she was still trying to kind of figure out stuff and search for stuff. Um, but definitely, uh, I can't say that without giving away stuff. Um, but she was like, she was like, on, no, she was like on a search for, um, she was like on a search for kind of self-discovery or she, maybe she was like came face to face with, that's all you had was just her and her thoughts. Um, and that self-discovery. And um, of course, like from her life and from what happens in the show, like, yes, you're in a space where it's like, all right, there's obviously, like, bigger things for me to um, approach. And and you learn, like, you know what? I've been going about this the wrong way. I've been thinking about it the wrong mm. way. Um, and, like, yes, like, this is beautiful um, to maybe to fail or to try it or to get closer or, you know, to evolve or whatever it may be, the things that kind of seem hard to do. Um, which makes me think even, like, as far as impossible stuff – might seem impossible to change a habit. It might seem impossible to um, improve a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. Remember, it used to seem impossible, and so now it's coming to me. It used to seem impossible to wake up early, and now like <laughs> I can't. Yeah, now yeah, 
So, um, you know, things like that, it did. And, and like, you really like tried to make a plan and figure it out because when you're in the space of like, oh, this thing, like I can't get it or I don't know, I'm scared of it or whatever. And it feels impossible. You're not, you're in what you said, like you're in a space of anxiety and all these places and, and feelings that it just doesn't help you move forward. It just kind of keeps you stuck. So maybe, yeah, um, thinking about your purpose and, and other things that we're going to get into helps you even just to reframe how you're looking at the situation. And I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways is now that we're talking about it, is like really how we frame things like makes all the difference. It makes me think about the four minute mile phenomenon. Do you know about that? Four minute mile? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So um, back in the day, scientists or whatever, they used to say it was impossible to run a sub five minute mile, like impossible. Like mm. People couldn't do it. And then they saw somebody do it and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. And then everybody started breaking and it. And then everybody started breaking it. So now you have all these world class athletes, you know, running sub five minute miles. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't know what's possible until you see it. But mm-hmm. if you're always blocking it, say it's impossible, you can't ever do that. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good example for this. Um, that does make perfect sense that. It's almost like if we're accepting, everybody is accepting as a norm, like, this can't be this, then no, it can't be that. Women can't wear pants. Women can't yeah. be my boss. And, you know, whatever. It's like it's like whatever you're accepting mm-hmm. as those norms in your life are like, I can't ever be wealthy or I could never get that girl or that mm-hmm. job. Where It's like, all right, you keep telling yourself you can't, you're going to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not to discredit that some things just suck and are really hard or, you know, strenuous yeah. to get through or difficult because, you know, I think we've all had those times but the framing is very integral to actually making a change mm-hmm. or achieving a thing time realizing I'm scoot over. Oh. <laughs> we're trying to start this new um doing like vertical video for like our clips and everything's because of the way like formatting is set up on instagram and youtube shorts and all that stuff and i'm like oh i just told myself like i'm not supposed to go past this line on the sofa and meanwhile i'm probably halfway over Say there. last time it's in okay. the vertical mm-hmm. it was like half a yeah. face and like me and two feet out right. to the left of me <laughs> right they think you was trying to diddy crop me <laughs> maybe i did right i would have been better though and just cut you all right the way all out. the way <laughs> So you might as well just get all the way out. Um, but what are some other things, Carly, that provide, like, motivation for you? Or, or like, let's keep talking about, like, the motivation mm. part. Um, because, sure, purpose. For me, that's not – purpose is not a, a motivating thing for me, really. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, what else? Man, I have a whole list. Um, I, I think about every time I ever set a goal and, like, change something or wanted to achieve a thing. And I just – like um, one of the big ones I think about was I wanted to place like top three in state when I was running at running hurdles in high school. I really wanted to be top three in the state at the time. It seemed impossible because I wasn't ranked like any of that stuff. And I just remember working so hard because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And so I, if I look at a lot of the times in my life, there's like been certain things I wanted to achieve or just to prove to myself. And so that's mm-hmm. been a lot of motivation. Um, also seeing like I grew up in a tumultuous household, and so I knew what I didn't want to become. So that was motivation because mm-hmm. I knew what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps you get clear on what you did. But with these things, like, does bring that back around to, like, now, let's say you're in some kind of situation or trying mm-hmm. to get through, like, how does that help you in those situations? Yeah, so applying it so I can use that same mentality. Um the similar to what we talked about with using the Mamba mentality or athlete mindset to apply to different areas of life. Like, um, I wanted to go to business school in Spain and I was an engineer, but I want to go to business school. And that seemed impossible to me because I've never knew anybody who went to school overseas and didn't even know how to do it. Didn't even know how to, whatever. So I applied that same mindset. I just like set aside time and make sure I, I, you know, motivated to like, let me prove to myself I can do this. Let me show up and do that. So that was like one 
But then another mm. area, like thinking about, you know, the things you don't want to be, um, it kept me from making self-destructive or self-sabotaging decisions and or helped me change. So, for example, um, after I was really depressed about my knee and my grandpa and all that stuff, I gained a lot of weight. That was when your girl was her heaviest. And I knew that I didn't want to live a life of, like, immobility and not movement and not feeling good. And so mm-hmm. I used that as motivation to get back to feeling good. Because mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't feel good. So I couldn't use feeling good as a motivation because it didn't fucking feel good. Mm-hmm. But I had to use, like, bro, do you want to live the rest of your life like this or not? I was like, yeah. Nah. Yeah, I feel like I identify more with that. So I think that um, the biggest, like, motivator in, for me in my life is just being tired of, like, having the same issue or mm-hmm. um, dealing with the same thing. Um like Daria said in her episode, it's like, don't you get tired of like hearing yourself, you know, say what you're about to do and you're not doing it. Um, and so f- how it feels uncomfortable um, to be like doubtful or pessimistic or down about it. Um, so thinking about like waking up in the morning or whatever, like also, you know, how you're in that like spiral of like you're trying to do something or you feel bad about that you do something. And yet it seems like it's impossible to get through and you just kind of spiral out. Um, I feel like taking time to, to think about like how that feels and like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that anymore. I don't want to be dealing with this is kind of the easiest, um, or the most effective way for me to like, then I finally just do something. Mm. Um, and even the way I operate with like cleaning my room, for example, I actually was thinking about this this morning is that, um, for the most part, you know, you'll like tidy up and whatever, but then every once in a while, and it'll be, like, random. Like, today, I don't know why. Like, I, I should have been working. But, you know, you just, like, look at something, and it's, like, today's just the day. Like, I'm overseeing this thing, you know? Or it's, like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to, like, do the for real scrub scrub, like, on this. And sometimes it just, like, pops up like that where it's, like, all right, like, let me just go in. And then it's, why didn't I do that the whole time? Or, like, um, <laughs> paying for uh, um parking stuff that's been for like 20 years and it's like oh i just literally had to go to the place and like pay them some money like so you know why are we making that so difficult um i think sometimes it's just like you're tired of it i'm like all right i'm tired of dealing with this and you finally do it yeah and that even makes me think about sometimes like even simple tasks can seem impossible like Mm -hmm. sending that email or sending that invoice which that's usually easier mm-hmm. for me than emails, but um, right. <laughs> but that one thing that check. you're supposed to get done, it's like, oh man, let me schedule this appointment or do mm-hmm. this thing, like, you know, and it starts to build up. Which as I'm learning more and more about like ADHD and different other things, it's like, oh okay, that kind of makes sense why some like small stuff can mm-hmm. seem small stuff can seem impossible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes it just clicks. And really, part of that too is like it might seem impossible because you know, again, we've talked about this a million times, but going back to excuse me, just a fear of not doing it right or, you know, whatever else. Like, you want to be in a space of, are you rather be in a space of um, not moving as opposed to, like, this might be a regression or a backtrack or a failure or loss or whatever. Um, And so maybe it's kind of like a fear that can keep you stuck in a space. And removing that, again, might show you, like, oh, yeah, this actually isn't even impossible. Um, Let's change the language of that word still so like I guess we keep coming back to that but um that I think that's a huge part of it yeah and also I'm glad we're talking about the power of words because like motivation and inspiration I think are really different things and motivation I feel like is something that has to be refilled kind of daily like I'm 
as to where inspiration is just like a constant, like things that inspire you. So for example, like I would say total opposite. Really? I'll give you examples so I can, cause maybe, maybe then you're going to go into something else. You said inspire. you said inspiration is more like, um, consistent yeah i would say like that's for me that's like the olympic torch you know it just keeps burning which is like a corny ass thing mm-hmm. but yeah it just like stays burning whereas like motivation is kind of something that has to be refilled daily it's like people who action fake who like oh, i'm gonna hype myself up watching tony robbins videos but they're not gonna actually make a change mm-hmm. it's like so motivate 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 but then actually don't really do anything about it whereas if you're really connecting maybe that motivation with their, your inspiration like your why like your bigger points to do things um and that can even be, you know, just because I want to live a good life. Like, I want to live a comfortable mm-hmm. life. I want to do, I want to be able to travel. So I have to get these things done. Like, connecting to your why, I feel like, is a bigger thing than, like, just rolling on motivation. Because that's not always going to be filled. Like, you're not always going to want to go to the gym. <laughs> but if it's, like, connected to a deeper meaning, then that might keep you on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe it's just about um, how you use the words. Because when you said inspiration, the first thing I think of is just, like, um, I was like con- consistent because for me, I think of inspiration as I see something and I'm inspired, which is how you're saying for motivation. Mm. So I would actually, I would look that up because I wonder if there is necessarily any difference. It might not be. And even just now, like when you're explaining, I'm like, okay, so that's the inspiration is to me, I would say motivation in that case. Mm. Um, I was thinking like motivational speaker. Like I think that's why I always maybe tie those together. Mm-hmm. Sure. But even like, um, but so that too, though. So I also agree that motivation is um, is a thing that just happens. But like I, I think inspiration is too. I guess like neither one of those to me. I don't. I just don't. I don't view it. I wouldn't. I don't use that word. I don't think as like uh, I'm inspired for a long time. To me, it's like I'm inspired, like a light bulb mm. moment kind of thing. Mm. So that's why maybe. And so maybe it's like the same thing to me. And both short. I feel like it's always fleeting because you're never like even with inspiration like you're never always feeling like inspired or you're never always feeling like doing a thing um which is why i think in general like motivation or like seeking motivation and like reading something listening to something all of that it's cool you know to a degree until um that need to motivate yourself is taking the place of action and so for me if people were to ask me well (laughs) i have been asked so when i'm asked like you know how do you stay motivated through something that seems impossible or through a situation, um, it's a first, um, the discomfort thing, like, okay, I don't want this. And then B it's the starting to see the results or starting to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's the action. I think action is what keeps me the most motivated, my own actions and my own seeing progress. Like, um, when I was in the gym, like every other day, and I like I hated it. And then it's like, oh, shoot, like I actually, you know, things are changing or even after gaining weight and then going back to the gym and seeing like, oh, it's snapping back. Like that makes you want to keep going and that makes you feel good when you see um, those changes or if I'm like starting to be able to wake up a little earlier or whatever it may be. Right. So mm-hmm. or if you're, um, you know, trying to start a business or try to do a thing and, and you know, just getting started and like, let me make the labels. Let me start working on the site when you start to see it come together. I think that's the most, the most, most motivating thing for me through what seems impossible um, is just once you get started, you start to see a difference. And I thank you for sharing. And I think that's a really good point. Like those are all great motivators to keep you on track. But then it also left to the question. So like what happens uh, whenever you don't see progress, mm-hmm. but you are working towards something like what keeps you working towards it? 
Mm-hmm. Cause that happens too. It's like, bro, I've been in the gym for six months, but and I'm doing all the right things, Damn, but some right. of the things you ain't thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an of an example, um, maybe like with like work stuff, like thing. Cause then also, yeah, it's like sometimes things are like up and down, um, or it's not. It's not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like linear. Like oh, it's just yeah. going up and up and up. Um, but. I don't know how to answer that because um, you might see progress, but then mess up. Maybe it's still going back to like a mindset thing of um, I kind of see those things framed as still a step forward or still like something I, I kind of gained or figured out. Maybe not in that moment. Um, maybe not in that moment, but I don't know. I consistently now like uh, – uh, can kind of feel whatever, like, oh, dang, or something happened, or that's not good. And maybe there's stuff like reminding yourself um, of the progress you have made, um, the evidence uh, of things you have already done, all of that kind of stuff. Um, having seen, you know, some movement, like, it's still some movement, typically, um, unless it's just, like, it's not working at all, then, I don't know, if it's not working at all, for me, I'm... I'm a switch it up type person. So <laughs> I'm like, well, it ain't that. So I'm gonna do something else to, to be honest. Like, um, and I, and I only do things, not I only, but I, I enjoy doing the things that I enjoy. So like if I, if I was trying to lose weight and I was working out and I wasn't losing anything, then I would do something different. I, w- yeah. I would go sw- try swimming or try something else or, you know what I mean? Like I just don't, because the real goal isn't, isn't that thing. Um, the the way I tried to do it. The real goal typically has a bunch of different ways to get to it. And so what motivates me is like, I'm just going to keep trying different things. I think that's such a good point. Like being able to pivot. Like if you are, if something seems real impossible mm-hmm. and it is not working the way you're going, maybe that's not the right way. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And you're not giving up on the thing just because you don't choose to do it in that way. So for example, to circle this back to my Barcelona story, your girl worked real hard Got into it, got accepted, was about to go, and then my financial aid got cut. So mm. I went to USC. Look, baby, I got an MBA. It is what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything works out to the best. But I think <clears> in those situations, it's like, it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to feel let down. It's okay to, like, be overwhelmed or angry. I was pissed. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, you yeah, know, I, I was imagine. about to sign my lease in Barcelona. I had a roommate and everything. Oh, man, you got real deep I went. I flew out there for admitted students oh. weekend. I met the whole class. Oh. I was the youngest person. I was hype. It was the number three school in the world. Yeah, obviously. Shoot. but. I know I went to Spain with a hundred dollars in my pockets. So I don't even know how I made it <laughs> that year. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I'll just be winging it. I don't even realize how much I, I've winged shit until I try to think back about it now. But it's like, how did I even? Eat? Here I we are. Jesus with two. Uh, two I did. Loaves, I, like I was a bread. And now I was doing fish. things like going to um, Paris and like I literally had like two dollars because I, I remember going there and getting in the taxi and then like watching it roll up and roll up and roll up and I was like, oh shit, I didn't think about I needed money from airport to the place because you know it's usually far and i'm like i probably only had like a 100 bucks or something for the whole trip for the weekend or no we were there for like a week maybe um and i remember it kept going up and up and i was like dang like not the taxi cost 96 dollars and i had like a few dollars for the rest of the week so i remember like while my friends would like you know get food here and there in my head i didn't say i wasn't saying this out loud but in my head i was like damn i gotta get, i would get like a little street panini or something and like that's all i would eat that day and like kind of move around like that to where it's like, all right, we're doing free stuff or going to the Vatican or museum, not the Vatican. Cause that's not embarrassed, but, um, 
the, the Louvre, Louvre, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like I would do this stuff, but I I was like hurting, so and I was just had to eat it. But yeah. And I think that finances are a real one for people, like thinking about impossible situations, mm-hmm. like making it through the week or eating eating your hopes and dreams mm-hmm. and <laughs> breath for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's another one too. Like I, I I actually did go through that um, recently enough. I guess a few, well, more than a few years now. But um, like my money was so so low, and then even to borrow, it's like you're now in like even a deeper hole. And then it's like, who can I ask for mm-hmm. like help and and like I'm like remember um, snacking off of like uh, my roommate food because I'm like you know like shit I don't have anything so let me just take some of this like little their crackers or chips or whatever um, and it's just yeah it just that doesn't feel like a good situation because it all it many times not always and many times feels like you need what you're trying to get in order to get to that like you need the money or you need to figure out you know you need something to even be able to to generate and to get to there mm-hmm. um, so those situations can for sure seem impossible and like you're you know running in a hamster wheel and whenever you feel like that like again first thing is always like checking your thoughts and limitations and it's not to say like to diminish the reality of the situation because that Mm. shit sucks um terrible and also if you think it'll never change it probably won't and so being open to how things could change and for me anytime I've ever been in that situation it's always tied to like my goal or my why or my dream and now that I feel like I'm in a much better space with myself. It's always like tied to me. It's like, nah, I deserve better. I'm doing these things for myself. I'll be able to make it out because I believe in me. And I, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I believe in me. Mm-hmm. All my ladies, independent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I've gotten myself off track. There's something so, you made me think about, too, with that. Um, it Everything's not everything's. Things for sure. So, like, I'm so backtracking off of what I first said because sometimes you got to talk it through and then you're like, yeah. Like, like you said, too, like, it's, it was hard to think about what's impossible and start from there when you're out of some stuff. But, yes, like, a lot of situations can feel impossible. And it may not be what you want to hear, but, like, kind of to sum up the episode points, what I'm hearing and I think what we're, we've been saying is, A, is mindset shift and then like identifying like what it is that you want being open to how you get there um and then maybe the thing that really you might need is like the get started the that jolt to get started and then paying attention to you know what progress comes out of that and or what pivots need to be made um you gotta just kind of keep moving so yeah so all of that and then just Sometimes your only win is going to be that you showed up that day and that's okay. And let that be the thing that you, you know, that, that rings true, especially when it's harder to see progress or you might not see the dollars come in yet, in yet or whatever, mm-hmm. but just be proud of yourself for showing up in that, you know, impossible situation. Mm-hmm. Like be proud of every time you show up, every time you get a little bit better, even if it's a centimeter, mm-hmm. um, you know, just let that be the, f- the fuel to help you get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Whatever step you're on in that journey of whatever seems impossible you could maybe ask yourself like, okay, how can I show up? Like what's the first ways to show up, which might just be, let me search some Google, search some Googles, Google some things, you know, like, okay, how do I start this? Or like, where do I um, source my materials or, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what's just the first thing you could start doing. And then it's like, all right, how, how can I show up for this? Where am I at? How can I show up? Um, And sometimes maybe it's just like making it less overwhelming as well. 
um, to get started. So yeah, well, one little step can I take today, and that can be enough mm-hmm. for whatever I am. Um, I actually really liked this episode, even though I felt like we had to really think through it. Um, I like when y'all send us questions. <laughs> yeah, send us more questions. Um, if there's any topic or anything you could think about that you would like to hear discussed, anything you've been um, trying to figure out, uh, feel free to hit us at carlyscouch.com or on Carly's Couch on social. Um, Carly, how about I call you Carly Couch? Carly Carpio and Cece Fierce, Lextopia here. Um, and we'll definitely take a look at those things and perhaps help us get ideas for future episodes as well. Because, look, we be listening. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So shout out to whoever <laughs> sent this. I'm going to look back and see if I can find out who it was. Um, but we end every episode with question of the week. So, Alexia, if you had a horse or a boat, what would you name it? Mm. Uh, the first thing that's coming to my mind is majesty, something like that. the horse or the boat? For either. Or is that the horse oh, okay. or a boat, right? Yeah, whichever one up. Oh, I'm supposed to choose one of those two? Yeah, or if you have different names for each. Oh. But Majesty works. Yeah, I, I think that works for both. Um, if you had a boat, if you had a horse, I would name Majesty. Uh, my auntie bought me a pony, like a, a Shetland, like a little tiny short pony, like a mid- oh, cool. not, a, a little pony, um, whenever I was younger, uh, and I named it Sunflower. Mm-hmm. Not mad at that. I would probably name it something like that. Um, and if I had a boat, everything I'm thinking of is mad corny. Yeah. Um, Sunflower is not a name for a boat. No, no, no. That, that That's more like a horse name. I'm not mad at that. But I blanked. I don't know. Boat. Basically. <laughs> boat. The couch. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to Carly's Couch. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>